0: Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel, and this week is all about office politics and navigating relationships with your coworkers. So because I'm still on my first job and only have so much experience, I've asked two of my friends to join me in the studio today, and they're here to talk office gossip, office relationships, both friendships and more and what to do with a coworker who's a little bit too competitive. Terry and Ashley, and I'll let them introduce themselves. We'll start with you, Terry. Hi, I'm Terry, I'm 25 years old, and I work in journalism. Cool, Ashley? I'm Ashley, and I'm 27, and I work in public relations. So we're talking all about office politics and coworkers today, and a couple weeks ago, we talked all about bad bosses and good bosses, but I felt like your coworkers are who you're spending all your time with, They're who your friends are. They're who you're working directly with. So that's what we're here to talk about today. And I figure who better to get in here than people with a little more work experience than I have. You guys are both on second jobs, third jobs, something like that. I'm still on my first. So my first question for you guys is how do you see, like, how have your coworkers really affected your job experiences? Have they made or broken your job experiences? Or is it kind of like if you like the job, it doesn't matter? Do you want to start, Ashley? Yeah. So I think for me, when I had my first job, I'm
1: on my second job now, my first job, I walked into it. I didn't know anyone. It was kind of first day of school. Mm -hmm. And I actually ended up meeting a ton of really great people that I'm still friends with. One of my best friends who I met at my first job, we sat next to each other, started within a month of each other. It's kind of nice... When you're around the same age as your coworkers, and you can kind of have those shared experiences of like, oh my gosh, this is my first job, I don't know what I'm doing, and kind of going through all that together. So, I think for me in particular, I've made a ton of really great friends at work, and it made working so much easier for me because I got to go see people I enjoyed and also do
0: a job I liked. Definitely. What about you, Terry?
2: I 100% agree.
1: Like Ashley, this is
2: my second job that I have had. Since graduating, and when I started my first job, there were two girls I had gone to school with who started at the same time, and we bonded immediately. We knew we were kind of going to be friends, and having sort of a work wife or work BFF made it so exciting. And It's a creative industry, so having people I could G-chat with and actually bounce ideas (laughs) off of, and if we were at lunch just kind of spitballing things, next thing we knew would turn into a really great post for the website, which was awesome it was a little bit of a distraction at times i'll admit yeah but i think that we were more productive than non-productive and ultimately we made up for whatever we couldn't get done when
0: we were just kind of goofing off and it was really awesome that's the second time or probably more so that the second time gchat has come up in a conversation it's just such an important part of the workplace but um one thing you both mentioned is having people your same age and i will say that when i started um, at real simple not to say that they're old. <laughs> they're not, careful, old. <laughs> they're not old. Be careful. But they were all older than me and they were all very much in different yeah. life places than I was. You know, they were in their late 20s, so it wasn't their first apartment, it wasn't their first job. Like, I was still very much shocked by everything that I encountered in New York and at the workplace. So, the interesting thing is figuring out that line between what your coworker is, Versus what your friend is and when they can be both. And I think that one of the biggest struggles I had, maybe partly because of the age difference, maybe partly because it was my first job, was figuring out what I could say and what I couldn't say. So I don't know if you guys have ever had situations where you've crossed that line or how you determine what that line is, but I think that that's something that people, especially in their first job, are struggling with.
1: I think for me, personally, I had two different groups of friends at my job. It was friends that were my own age that I had kind of started with. We were all going through the same exact thing, whether that be like trying to figure out exactly what our role was within the company, kind of getting settled in New York for the first time. And then I had people, like you said, that I kind of looked up to, my managers, my mentors. And I think we all socialized outside of the office. PR is a social it's a social industry by nature. So there was, you know, we were going out at night, we were traveling on trips together. And I think for me, there was definitely a divide between people who I saw professionally as my managers and people who I could go out with and socialize with and introduce my friends to. But I think you have to be careful with what you say, because you want to be taken seriously at work as well.
0: And one thing that you said to me, Terry, when we talked about this beforehand was, that it's best to start out as coworkers and let a friendship progress naturally. And if you open up too quickly, you may majorly regret it. And while that's a little, <laughs> that's a little bit ominous, that really <laughs> stuck with me only because I think that that's I think that that's really good advice. And I don't know if you had anything you wanted to talk about or if you could expand on that a little bit.
2: Yeah. So. You see people at work a certain way and the way that they act at work might not necessarily be how they act outside of work, where there's, there are some people who are the same in both ways. And sometimes you're like, I don't want to think about them with a husband. I don't want to think about them with kids. So in my experience, again, I, I opened up to someone very quickly. We became good friends. And then I remember one day this person asked me a very, very personal question. And my boss was in, within earshot. And I kind of freaked out, and I didn't know what to do, kind of shut down, and then I sort of had to reevaluate and think, all right, so clearly this is someone who's just like a friend is a friend, is a coworker is a coworker. There's no line in between it, and I think maybe that's when I realized I do sort of have a line, and there are some coworkers who I'll see as friends no matter what, but there are certain cases in which. I don't
0: really want to have those lines cross, and certainly not in front of some people. Like, are there any topics that you would never bring up with a coworker friend, no matter how good of friends you are at work?
1: I think to your point, Terry, it's about keeping a certain, like, boundary like you can say certain things like you can ask about family I think it's fine to be like what did you do this weekend but no one needs to know like very personal details about where you went where you woke up like I don't think that's important for anyone at the office even if you are super close you can talk about that outside yeah. like if we're super close co-workers and we are friends in real life and we end up having this great bond and and what whatnot I think if you guys go for drinks outside of the office and you have
0: that relationship, then by all means, talk about it outside of work. So when you also think about your coworkers, there's also a certain aspect of competitiveness that I think plays into it. And I think that's sort of what you get into with office politics is as good of friends as you and your coworker can be at the end of the day. Like if you've worked hard, maybe you both end up going for the same promotion. Maybe a position opens up that you both want to aim for? Have you guys ever had to deal with that type of competitiveness and how have you either navigated it successfully or maybe unsuccessfully?
2: It's never been a spoken thing per se. It's always sort of been you notice they're doing certain things or certain behaviors and you think, should I be doing that? Is that what they're doing to get ahead? Is there
0: something more I can be doing? I think that's the toughest thing is also worrying about like who is going to lunch with someone else, and like, what are mm-hmm. they talking about at lunch? And yeah. like, the door closes in your boss's office, and you're like, "Well, what are they talking yeah. about?" I mean, everyone is so on top of each other that it's—I don't—I feel like that makes it hard. Even if your coworker is your best friend, it makes it hard.
2: It's especially hard in an open workspace. Everywhere I've worked, we don't really have cubicles. You're just yeah. sitting with everyone all the time. And you're always up in each other's business. And that's how a lot of offices these days, I think especially in publishing, are set up for better or worse. There's some things I like about it. And other times you
1: don't really want to see what's happening or hear what's happening.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I think it's a couple things. For me, you know how there's like the old saying, like, you don't want to ever live with your best friend because you guys get on each other's nerves. Or there's sort of competitive nature there, too. I think for me, all of my close friends at the office, I didn't necessarily work side by side with them. They weren't my direct coworker. We worked in the same office on different accounts on different teams. And I think we could share the same experiences, but it wasn't super competitive. Mm -hmm. I think that's also just a personal thing. Like by nature, we all want to be successful. We all want to do well at our job. So um, I think just like keeping it separate to to a certain degree. And also To your point about open floor plans and people closing doors, and I would never talk about that at work. Like, I would never speculate or gossip, like, what people are talking about behind closed
0: doors. And I think that breeds a lot of insecurity and competitiveness. And I think that gossip is interesting because I sort of think that it's stupid for all of us to be like, oh, I've never gossiped at work. Or I would never gossip at work. Like, that's That's – if you're going to make friends with some – I mean, that's that's how it works. Like, if you're going to make friends with someone at work – you're gonna probably form a bond out of sharing a secret yeah. or sharing some sort of gossip, totally. and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing to make a base of friendship <laughs> off of that. But you know, giving someone some intel—that's how friendships are formed. There's oh, yeah. a
2: beautiful moment in a co-working relationship where you say something, or someone says something to you, and you both have that. Oh, you feel the same yeah. way, and yeah. then all of a sudden, you have this whole new universe of things to talk totally. about. To bring things to an extreme, in one of my jobs, a few friends and I, we made up a fake soap opera, and we cast <laughs> actors as our coworkers. and we'd be like, ooh, how about this fake scenario where this happens? And <laughs> it eventually became so ridiculous, it didn't even remotely resemble our workspace, but it was this gossip on crack and it was so fun and I was like, I don't even feel bad because they're not even doing these things.
0: Work gossip is a necessary evil. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. It's a necessary evil. And while I've never cast a soap opera, that maybe I'll do that tomorrow. That sounds really fun. I mean, I it cast is. the Hunger Games. We totally were <laughs> like, who will
1: survive? Who will totally... I was like, I volunteer as tribute. I definitely was not Katniss though.
0: Totally I was like in a tree. I was Rue. It's totally fine. What have been the best scenarios you guys have been in where you've bonded like outside of the office. I'm think like one time I made all of my coworkers (laughs) and they didn't think it was gonna be fun and it ended up being really fun. I made them all go to this bar that basically eighteen year old fraternity men Mm -hmm. frequent because you get a free pizza with every (gasps) beer. You went to Crocodile Lounge. I went to Crocodile Lounge. (laughs) At a girls fam. (laughs) And I like forced everyone to go and already being like the youngest one on the team, everyone was like, "Ugh, we haven't been here. It's pizza and cheese. Yeah. yeah. So it was great. And so that I'm thinking that's, I remember that as a time that so many of us like really clicked. So I'm curious if you guys have memories like that where you really clicked with your coworkers. We did team
1: outings frequently because I think like it does bond you? You like you're so stressed out at the office all the time. You're like working and working and working. It's some, sometimes it's just nice to like go have a drink with coworkers and like either go to a concert or go to a bar, or go to dinner, like treat yourself to dinner. We used to do that all the time, and it was so much fun.
2: Yeah, this kind of brings up something I was thinking about before when you're talking about the boundary between what you say to coworkers and what you don't. Something that I didn't know when I graduated is you end up drinking with your coworkers a lot. And again, (laughs) it's a huge life
0: lesson right there.
2: These are people you, yeah, exactly. These are people you know professionally and personally. And Some people's personalities change a lot when they drink. Sometimes it doesn't even take that much alcohol for that to happen. I myself, quite a lightweight. One beer is pretty much all I need to have a good night. (laughs) And I remember my first job out of college, all of 22 years old, we did a lot of happy hours, which ended up being great. And I think that's really what made me love everyone I worked with so much and end up talking to people I never really interacted with during the day. But I remember people would be like, definitely have more than one drink. Work was paying for it. And I would go, no, no, I'm okay. So I would take a quarter of a glass of champagne and then kind of set it down really casually. And they'd be like, hey, why aren't you drinking more? And I'm like, no, I'm really fine. And I was like, would I rather be seen as a square or would I rather be seen falling all over myself? And I definitely chose square. Over time, I figured out more of what I can
0: handle yeah. in, the, in that environment. Happy hours, though, there's a reason why everyone does them with their coworkers. They're fun. That's a good point, though, not to be the square of the conversation, but that there's a people balance. get nervous yeah. about, like, I mean, I was nervous to go out and have drinks with my coworkers because you don't want to slip up or especially too soon, I think, yeah. in the job. you It's don't like dating. Wanna, right. You don't want to let your guard down yeah. too soon. No. You don't want to be the first to let your guard down. Mm-mm. But having a coworker friend is kind of like dating.
1: Yes. Totally. Like the first time you hang out outside of the office is like a first date, and you're like, okay, so like, all right, what are you going to order? Like, where should we go? And you kind of want to do a group hang to bring your friends and then bring their friends. Or like the first time you you text a coworker outside of the office, you're like, hey, I saw this really funny thing I (laughs) thought you might enjoy. It's like you take like two steps back, like forwards, and then sometimes you have to tread back a little bit. But so
0: since I've brought up the buzzword, which is dating, (laughs) (laughs) Ashley's here also as our, our, personal anecdote into mm-hmm. the world of dating your co-workers.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad everyone can't see my face right now. I know, red. that's what I
0: had to assure her. I was like, it's a podcast, no one will see no you No one turn will be filming us, except for me. <laughs> so, Ashley, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like to get involved with your co-worker, because... Terry and I have not had that experience. Yeah. And we would we'd love your wisdom. Oh yeah, so much
1: wisdom. So for me personally, like I said, it was a lot of people my own age. We all kind of started at the same time. We traveled together. There was nights out, there was karaoke. So inevitably, you know, you kind of strike up a friendship that some develops into something a little bit more. I had a coworker who I'm still friendly with. We've known each other for probably like five years at this point. And I, it just, it kind of happened one night and we ended up like making out after a work (laughs) event and it was one of those things where it happened and we were like, oh shit, like we can't, we can't take this back now. And I was like, and we sat next to each other at work. So we had to go and I was like, well, I'm going to be really professional about this. Like we can keep this separate. And it's kind of like how you have work friendships that you can keep separate. Right. This was one of those things It happened. We had to go into the office the next day and acted like nothing had happened and it was totally fine. It whatever happened outside of the office, we didn't talk about inside the office and I think for us that was the best way to go about doing it. We never seriously dated, although, you know, there were social times when we would go out with coworkers, with just friends that we'd kind of mutually had and it would happen, but I mean, we're still friends. It can, it can, it works out sometimes for the best. Well, it sounds like you did it. You did it the smart way, which is to keep it separate. separate which I think. I mean, you can't. No one ever wants to be that couple or party who is yelling at each other in like the office cubicle. Have you or ever, worse, having PDA. I, no, totally. I mean, that is. You got to keep that outside the office. But yeah. I've seen people kind of get into bickering matches in the lobby of our building or oh in like a conference room or just like yelling at each other on the phone and you, and everyone clearly knows what's going on. You're trying to be yeah. like like sly about it, but no one everyone knows. A lovers quarrel does yeah. not look the same as a regular. No, it quarrel. doesn't look like I'm mad because you like stole my paper
0: clips. Like it's definitely <laughs> something
1: like definitely different.
0: But do you think it would have been harder to keep it separate if you'd actually dated or do you think it was easier because it was sort of just like a casual yeah,
1: thing? Yeah, I think if we we're serious, it probably would have. I mean, we probably would have had to disclose it to someone or right, to your boss or something. Yeah, like to that. my boss or something. But I mean, I know people who have been married at work, who have met at, met at the office, ended up dating for a really long time, and then got married, and it all works out. And then there's some people who it just doesn't work out. I think for us, we were both, the friendship came first, and obviously our jobs came first. So we never wanted to let that, you know, come between what we were doing at the office and what we were doing outside of the office. I think not everyone can, can do it, but right. we seem to make it work just fine and and we're still friends. <laughs> or worse,
2: someone really likes someone and actually wants to date them and the other one Yeah wants nothing to
1: do with them. Yeah. Kind of like Kelly and Ryan on the office. It's painful to I watch. know. I mean I was no Kelly, but <laughs> I, I you know, I think that it, it happens when you someone does develop, you know, stronger feelings than the other person, but you have to keep it separate. Yeah. like you have to. And it can not be the you type of thing where
0: you're gasping to your coworkers about it, you no, know. No, that's
1: you have friends outside the office. Right. I would talk to all my other girlfriends about it. I'd be like, yeah. "Oh, it was kind of awkward today,
0: but yeah, it was fine. Like we kept it right. Fine. That's tough. I mean, so I guess on the topic of that, so you guys didn't really have to have like a big breakup falling out it no. sounds like No, no we didn't. Speaking of falling out, and not to be a downer, but I assume that sometimes a coworker friendship doesn't work out, you know, it six months goes by and maybe they're, like Terry was saying, their true colors kind of come out or something happens. Um, have you guys ever had to deal with a coworker falling out or have you, how do you deal with a coworker who you just don't click with or you're just not really driving with?
2: I haven't had a falling out, but there's definitely been people I haven't clicked with. And I think everyone can say that no one gets along with everyone. Well, right. Maybe someone does, but I probably don't get along with them because that's not really my personality
1: (laughs) type. Yeah.
2: And this was something good that my parents sort of helped me work out on my own, which was I would call them and say, you know, I just don't like how they do this, and I wish they would do that differently. And they'd say, okay, if you were to sit down with them, what kind of conversation would you have to figure out how you can work better together? And my ultimate conclusion was, I just wish I could tell them to get an attitude adjustment. And my parents were like, I'm sorry, no. This is when you're going to have to learn how to be a professional, keep your emotions separate. Just because you don't like someone doesn't mean they're not a good coworker, a good employee, and someone you can't sit next to unless they're offending your family or running over your dog. You're, oh, right, <laughs> right. But but it's true, though. There's, like, yeah, there's only so much takes, you can do. Exactly. Or, like, seriously sabotaging you, I guess, is, is what could actually happen in a work environment. They go, you, you're just going to have to learn how to work with them and keep your... Again, your emotions yeah. separate
1: from yeah. your professionalism. There's always somebody that you're not going to get along with. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's inevitable. Like I had a, I had a coworker, who she was senior to me, and every night we would always we would work kind of late, and every night at eight p.m. I would like have my coat on, ready to go. And I had been asking all day. I'm like, "Is do you need anything? Like, can I help you? And I was still, like, pretty junior at this point, so, and, like, eager to to impress. And I'd be like, can I help you with anything? This will go on all day, 8 o'clock every night. She'd be like, here are four things I need you to do by 9 a.m. tomorrow. And I'm like, I know you had these earlier in the day. Like, I know, I can see the timestamp on the email. I know you got this request two days ago. yeah. And you need it tomorrow at 9 a.m. And it was, it almost felt like she was, personally do like doing it to kind of get under my skin but then i realized she just might not have like i might just be the type of person who thinks like that to to kind of plan things out and that she that just might not be in her dna and i have to let it go and i have to just do the best i can and be respectful and get through it and just kind of keep trucking
2: I will say that I have experiences working with people where I watch them in action and I'm blown away at how good of a leader they are. And that's as valuable of an experience as seeing how you don't want to be Mm -hmm. because it's a lot less obvious sometimes where you'll they'll have their meeting with their door open and you hear them working through a really hard issue and they're so level-headed and presenting all these alternatives and really listening to people and you see how people start to command respect and I think that's something you learn by seeing someone lead by example you can't really teach it so well and I think that's been a really valuable thing I've definitely had experiences like that in my first job and my my current job where it'll sort of dawn on me I'm like wow they're they're really awesome I should really Kind of pay more attention to how they deal with things. So when I'm in a leadership position like that, I will be like them.
0: I think that you, there's obviously, there's definitely a line, a different line between you and your boss versus mm-hmm. you and your coworkers, but it's worth it to think of your boss or your manager a little bit like your coworker in the sense that. They have a lot to teach you. They're a great support system. They want you to succeed, mm-hmm. all of that. They're a, they're a person who's going to invest time in you. And And forming more than just like a scared boss, you know, employee relationship yeah. is probably beneficial. Well, I think we covered a lot today. I think we hit on everything I wanted to know. I know that you guys are both great coworkers. I wish I worked with you every day. But maybe one day we'll all work together. So thank you, Terry, And thank you, Ashley, for your time. You guys are the best. Thank you, Sam. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me today for Adulthood Made Easy. Our producer is Tim Einenkel. I want to hear what you think of the show, so make sure to subscribe and review in iTunes or tweet me with ideas at Sam Zabel, for anything you'd like to hear in the future. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll have more answers next time.